Hello and welcome to a fresh and new episode of Esther Club. I, wow, where do I start? Because so much has changed. It's almost a new podcast. Like I know last week you you heard an episode and now this week it's just been a week for you. But for us, it has been an long, eternity longer than Carl's. I, You'll be introduced when when we're ready to introduce you. I think they know who I am already. I no, okay, okay, okay. Let's just go. Let's just go. <laughs> That's not how I'm okay. It's been almost a month. Has it been it has been more than a month? It has been almost two months oh. since we recorded the last episode. Um, did I have a mental break and move to Chicago for a month? I'm I who's who could say? Maybe my parents, when every day they asked, When are you leaving? Um I'm back in LA. And we're going to go over a bunch of stuff that's been going on. And uh, if you're new to this podcast, welcome to Esther Club, a name that debatably I regret, but will commit to. Um, and that's it. Carlos? I, I don't even know what to say. Carlos is my sidekick. He is not a co-host, contrary <sighs> to what he thinks. Firstly, the most important thing is that since we recorded the last few i have watched the video and there's a big issue with that video and that is that carlos has better lighting than me or just has very golden dewy skin and it's competing with mine the lighting looks equal on both sides it's definitely a concern i think have you been going to the tanning studios no not ever since you told me i couldn't anymore <laughs> <laughs> i was like oh fuck Carl oh, i was embarrassed it is embarrassing that you did yeah, that I, w I was a little embarrassed I'm glad you stopped. And I, I asked you to stop for health reasons, but now I'm realizing that there's more important reasons for you to stop, and it's that you can't look better than me on this show. Mm. I I just don't see a world where my skin is better than yours. I feel like you spend money trying to like get it really nice or whatever. That almost makes it worse that you don't try, and I do, and yours is better. No, I bought moisturizer last week from oh. Melon and Goats. Oh, that's cool. Men love that brand. Haven't opened it yet. So, um, welcome back to the show. I uh, I have nothing. I, I don't know where to start. I mean, it, like, what happened? Like, why are you back? Why did you leave in the first place? I you okay, left me here. I know. So I got for a long time. I had been getting sick of LA. Like, if you. If you like dig around a little bit and like see me on random podcasts I've been on in the last few months or like random in Instagram posts, I like to say like the signs are there. I was wanting to get out of LA and I kept, I was going to New York last fall and talking about moving to New York, which oh, is like God. crazy. Remember that? Yeah. So weird. I, I don't know what it is. Like, I'm, I think I'm just at that 10 year mark and I'm like, I'm. I'm still here. Like this is still happening. Like in my mind, I thought I was going to move to LA and eventually move back to Illinois. But I forgot about that for like a good chunk of time because I was so like busy with comedy and mm -hmm. everything. And I just forgot about that. But like, I think there's a reason I'm still an Illinois resident legally. Like there's a reason I still have Illinois license plates. Like I have some kind of weird forgot where it was because someone was changing. There's a reason why you never got rid of your Illinois yeah, place. Like, like subconsciously, you're not committing fully to exactly. your lifestyle that you've had for 10 years. Right. And I didn't see it coming. But like at the same time, like I said, the signs were there. And but whatever, whatever, I just decided I needed to get out of L.A. like immediately. Like it was literally like. 8 p.m. on a Monday and on Tuesday I was on a, a 6 a.m. flight and I also ha like quickly recognized that I had a break which I hadn't had a break where I could you can't know most people can't just like pick up and leave their life mm -hmm. like that yeah. you have work and or kids or all this stuff and I realized I saw like an opening where wait I do have this potential break and I just kind of took it. I also had a really bad holiday. I think we haven't recorded since the holidays. A really bad like Christmas time. Yeah. I I learned so much about myself these holidays. I'm like, oh, I can't handle the holidays. Like I can't do it. Mm -hmm. And I thought I could. And I 
I had people like I had family in town and it just I I just couldn't do in it. Skokie your like relatives came no I was no I was here for the holidays oh. and it was bad I just I get sad and I think it comes to that like holiday pressure where you're like oh this is the day where I know I'm supposed to be having it has to be good and everyone's getting along there's just so much pressure mm-hmm. that even though I'm 31 years old and like have gone through it I still am susceptible to it like I still haven't handled it or mastered it and so the mm-hmm. holidays got me down and because i didn't go home for the holidays i had was feeling like i missed out on this like escape that i'm used to getting mm-hmm. and then also my best my childhood best friend got engaged and she's like my hero mm-hmm. and i wasn't there for her engagement and that was like there's just all these little things adding up anyway so i went home for three weeks and Maybe a little more than three weeks, maybe a month. Um, what was the first thing you did when you went home? Did I, you go eat? What did I? Oh, we went to Lumalnati's for pizza. Okay. Yeah. How oh, were well. your parents when you were like, I'm coming home and I don't have a return flight? Oh, they were horrible. Immediately. So like the wanting you to leave started right when you landed. I got in my dad's car. First of all. <laughs> I got in my dad's car at the airport and I was crying hysterically because I was like, it's come to like, I was just so emotional. Like, I didn't know what was happening to me. And because I'm not, I always hold in my tears. I don't cry. But then like, it just all sort of came to a halt at, like late empty, December, early yeah. January. I was like crying all the time. And so I got in my dad's car crying and he just looked, he just shouts at me, stop crying. You're not sad. Oh no. <laughs> and I was like, oh, okay. Things are adding up for like, it's all making sense. And, um, he was really upset that I brought my dog. He said that when he saw me with my dog, he almost drew, drove away. <laughs> um, but yeah, most every day, my parents were just like, when are you leaving? What's going on? You're 31 years old. You're not a kid. Mm-hmm. But it ended up being healing for me because while I was there and, you know, some people warned me about this. I knew it was true. Like, you can't just like pick up and leave your problems because when you come back, they're going to be there. They don't go away. So I was aware of that. And I really tried to do work and like talk to my therapist on the phone. And I feel like I'm making it sound like maybe it was worse than it was. I don't know. It's also like hard to share. I just like had a little... I wanted to get away and I did and I've been doing the work and mostly like I don't I'm not typically a sad person but I got sad and now that I got sad and saw what it was like to be sad I'm like holy shit like I can't get sad again Mm. and so I almost for like I almost want to have a new segment on this show that's like the anti-sadness segment okay it's like what are you going to do this week that's going to keep you from being sad because I realized like you have to be like locked and loaded with whether it's activities or a quote like workouts like you just have to have i have to now moving forward always have something that's like going to be my quote-unquote medicine that's Mm going to keep me from being sad like planning the anti-sadness with like an event exactly and so like a good example of one that i've been using is a puzzle i bought a bunch of puzzles i throw the puzzle on the table and i work on it and like i don't before I started, I don't want to do it. But then I, you get one piece in and mm-hmm. you're like, oh, this is addicting. And I'm not thinking about my own problems. And um, so for me this week, my anti-sadness advice is puzzles. play with a puzzle. What's the brand your dad? Springbok. Yeah. <laughs> that's like the only brand he uses, right? He said that's the only brand you can get, which I don't understand. Like all puzzles are the same, but I'm just... But I think I get it. it like it might be like cheap quality, like pieces like maybe. jigsaw pieces like maybe that's like the gold standard for puzzles yeah, i think that like from the 90s springbok is like the coca-cola brand of puzzle or like the kleenex like yeah. they're okay the good one yeah. but i do feel like now we know there's like it's easier but for- i don't want some like weird one where it's like screen printed and they it was like <laughs> through an app like like oh like you have the one of donut i'm a little i know i don't nervous agree. about that one yeah it's not springbok exactly um anyways i think you can also approach anti-sadness with saying yes to things even when you're happy like i did that last night at your place like you invited me over to eat and like hang out and do a puzzle with you and your fiance and i just said yes and it like made me even happier than i already was and now i have that like loaded in me and i have that memory and like today i woke up knowing i had done that and like reflected on it and it was nice and like i think it carries over so like 
like don't beat yourself up if you don't have something planned for anti-sadness mm. just be open to like friendship something and, that could pop up yeah the opportunities that will come up yeah. that's a good one because i'm bad at being open to things because usually i'm like well i didn't prepare or plan for that so i'm like i can't do that mm -hmm. same here yeah um that's a good one it's just i feel like that traffic in la like does suppress socialization more than we think but you used up. to be so much better at this with the traffic you were my inspiration for fighting la traffic to go get like a meal you wanted or yeah. to hang with a friend like when you lived um like by universal yeah like i remember going over to your place and dave was like oh she's in west hollywood right now and i was like what she would be <laughs> in west hollywood right now it's like for you for you guys that don't know it's like a 25 30 minute drive and horrible traffic to get there and it's not through a freeway or anything i feel like anything under 30 minutes is like not a bad that's like not a not bad i get bad anxiety about driving because i just think about like being behind slow drivers and yeah. stuff and like I don't know. I'll think about you and a couple other people and I'm like, no, just go do it. Like, don't be trapped. Like use LA. Don't let it use you. That's you know, like, good. I like that. Use LA. Don't, don't let it, don't like follow along with what LA is like forcing you to be, which mm -hmm. would be like staying home to avoid the traffic or, um, I don't know the other things, but yeah. Tanning. No, I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> um, another thing I learned about LA is like, it does have beautiful hikes and I hate hiking, but I'm going to try to force myself to do it. I'm really glad you said that you hate hiking because I hate it so much. It's Who likes it? Everyone pretends to like it. I, and I think there are some that actually do. And I feel bad for not liking it because they're like, oh, I like exercise and nature and stuff. And I'm like, oh, well, I must be a shitty person if I don't like those two things at once. Mm -hmm. But I know. And now you're like... You want to go on these 7.30 a.m. hikes? I know. <laughs> we'll see if it sticks. Um, <laughs> I have a little piece of advice that I thought of while I was over, or was on my little break. And it's something that I realized is like, do you want, here's my question. Do you want people to find you confident and think you're confident? Do you? Yes. Okay. Here's how you do that. Be friendly. Because I just feel like it takes so much confidence to be friendly to someone that you don't know who they are mm -hmm. and you're putting yourself out there and being vulnerable. And to me that I'm like, oh, that's a great little life hack. It's like, why not be friendly? Because it's going to make you come off as confident and it's going to make you feel better. Last year, I read this book, like how to break up with your phone, which obviously I will never do, but um, it did one the it's crazy the thing that stuck how with to break me, up with your phone yeah it's like about spending less time on your phone oh. which is like i know we all need to do that but the, written by a book no I'm <laughs> 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 who wrote this <laughs> book <laughs> 10 books uh whatever <laughs> let's go on barnes and noble like <laughs> ceo um but my biggest takeaway from that book was uh that it feels really good to have small talk with a stranger. Like it actually mm. creates dopamine in the brain and like gives you co a confidence and like a happiness boost. So that was kind of the argument of like, instead of looking at it's your like phone. It's very Latin. How so? Like my dad does that a lot. Oh really? He like always talks to strangers. And I like briefly dated this girl from Mexico, like three months ago, very briefly. And she was saying that her mom does. Why do you? <laughs> I gave <laughs> This a look isn't the office. <laughs> I, gave <laughs> I gave a look to the camera for people who can't hear that was like, guys. <laughs> okay, Dwight. <laughs> does Dwight even do that? I don't know. <laughs> Wait, now I like the concept that the camera is like my inside friend and we're making fun of you the whole time. But every character knows the cameras are there because it was a documentary being filmed. Even Michael Scott yeah, but knew you about can't it. Necessarily, always see that I'm clicking with the camera. Like, what? He's so weird. That's crazy. <laughs> I forgot where I was. You were talking about you briefly dated a girl from Mexico, very she... briefly three months ago, which like was well, while we were recording the last. Like, what? okay, then it was four There's months more ago. There's more to the story. You want to know the story? I'm scared. Why? Is it was a girl I met on Instagram. She <laughs> followed me and I DM'd her. This is so scary. It's These stories, that's not scary. That's how people meet nowadays. These stories scare me. Why is it scary? Everyone's meeting on Instagram and dating. See, that's what this is about. What? Maybe it's like, oh, like I'm left out of it. No, I no, I don't it. want that. You, oh, I don't understand it as maybe. Mm -hmm. I think it's super chill now. You know what it is? Is I, th I just don't want to spread that message that like, we can all meet each other on Instagram. But everyone's doing it anyway. 
Like, it's not like a bad message, in my opinion. Yeah, but just because people are doing it doesn't mean we shouldn't try to stop them. But why should we try and stop people from meeting over their phones? <laughs> just because you read the book? <laughs> Especially that this is coming you're up. You're so into how to break up with your phone that no, you're I'm against not. hooking up on I'm your not, phone. But literally, you're arguing against the whole, my whole vibe today, which my whole story, which was get out of <laughs> your phone and meet someone. True. And you're like, get in your like, you're just you're kind of. It was from like four months ago. Okay, we what? don't have to get into it. She no, finish the story about this. Like, by the way, this is obviously made up. That's not made we up. We dated very briefly three months ago. Oh, she I'll, happens to be from Mexico City. It's like she's all not from lies. Mexico City. Oh, <laughs> we can pull up her uh, Instagram later. What? I'll pull it up for you. Oh, I just don't want to do it right now because we have mutual friends. Mm. But she was telling me that her mom is also like that that she talks to strangers so you're all saying the it's time. like a latin thing yeah i think it's like a culturally latin thing i i respect that and i want to do it more i didn't like it growing up and i still don't it's I'm a, like, dude be cool well, like, yeah this is crazy when it's your own parent it's always embarrassing yeah i noticed that when i'm with my parents i'm it's so much fun and i'm laughing and it, it like they just, they're so embarrassed. They make me laugh. Like, it's funny. But then when you introduce someone else to the mix, I'm only embarrassed and can't enjoy it. Mm -hmm. I still go into that, like, kid mode where I'm like, God, they're so embarrassing. Like, stop, stop. But when it's just us, it's fine. It's always kid mode, though, when you're with your parents, yeah. I feel like. It's like, we don't have kids. We're not, like, yeah. going there with, like, like uh, loved ones or anything, really. <laughs> it's like, we're definitely the kids when we go back. Yeah. What a disaster. <laughs> <laughs> it's sad, though, when you try to do that and your parents are just constantly, like, you're 31 years old. I don't, I don't want to, like, go to my, like, childhood house with, like, kid like i don't want to be like my parents i still yeah. want to be the kid i'm like, I wanna, not into i want to fit in my role that i've continued on i told them i and i don't want to be a stay-at-home wife i want to be a stay-at-home kid <laughs> <laughs> a stay-at-home child like i just want to go there and stay there and not do anything should we do full body scan yeah so okay i have an update so you know how in the last few episodes i've been talking about my face tingles yeah so i <laughs> Got it. A brain MRI. What? Because of the tingles? Yeah. And so you got an you got an MRI because of the tingles. Yeah. I was just like, this it's is like happening. reserved for football players and CTE, <laughs> stuff like that. I know. People one of my cancer. friends was like, you don't have, why are you getting an MRI in your brain? Like, you don't have slurred speech. Like, you don't need that. But I was like, I'm just going to do it. And just to rule everything out. And the tingles are not caused by my brain. They're, or, there's nothing in the MRI that basically the tingles are just like pure anxiety, but my brain scan did reveal something. And yes, it's funny. <laughs> my brain scan revealed a spot on my brain that is like nonspecific. So it's just like I have this meaningless spot. Unidentified object in your brain. Yeah, like I have this spot that like it's, it, some people have them. It's not a big deal. Like, you could have it. You, you don't know because you didn't get a scan. It doesn't indicate anything. Mm -hmm. It's very safe. But, like, it, it actually... <laughs> it is very safe? <laughs> you, so, you just have this thing in you. Wait, I forgot. It does... It is associated with migraines. And I don't really get that many migraines. But as soon as I was delivered this news, I like immediately became a migraine patient. And I'm, I'm like on this whole new supplement regimen for migraines and like keep talking about my migraines. But ever, my mom's like, I don't think you've ever had one. I've never had one. I've had one. And it was the morning I was supposed to do Rick Glassman's podcast. And I think oh. it might have just been because I didn't want to do it. <laughs> you gave yourself a migraine, the first one of your life, because you had to see Glassman that day. <laughs> But I ended up doing his podcast. It was very fun. Um, but yeah, I have a spot on my brain. So I'm going to milk that for what it's worth. Um, so just so everyone knows, like, I do have a spot. Well, and that's I, the top of the scan. So we started off strong. Yeah. So no tingles. Spot um, on brain, no tingles. I did get a second opinion on my dead tooth. And the doctor said that it doesn't appear to be dead yet. So... My tooth came back to life. Weekend at Bernie's with my tooth. It, like you can feel it. Is it hurt? Is it like a weird It's sensitive numb? to cold. That's it. Mm -hmm. That's all. My mouth is sensitive to cold. My tooth is is not being removed yet. So if you had like a, like a Slurpee or like a Coca-Cola and it went to that tooth, would it like sting you? Like, it's more the cold wind stings it. 
The cold wind? <laughs> what? What is this, the old west? <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I'm realizing, thank God I'm not single because everything I see on this podcast makes me so unattractive. I have a dead tooth. I have a spot on my brain. I am afraid of meeting people on Instagram. I know I said something else that was ugly. I think a lot of people are afraid of meeting people on Instagram. Yeah, I just don't. I'm not interested in that. Like, I don't mm-hmm. read messages. I'm just whatever. Okay. We um, DM all the time. Full body scan. Stomach is good. Hips are a little sore. Ankles sore. Everything else is good. I'm Why like, is that good. sore? Because I did that uh, wellness oh, you, retreat. Okay. Yeah. How are the hands? Any tingles there? No tingles. I'm tingle free. I think now that I know that there's nothing causing my tingles besides like my mind, the tingles are completely gone. Wow. Power of the mind. Power of the psychosomatic hypochondriac stuff. Oh, man. That was a lot. Yeah. I'm very concerned about the random unidentified object on your brain. (laughs) I wonder if it's like evolution or something from the past or the future. What do you mean? I don't know. Maybe it's something left over from like 500 years ago. Or I'm wondering if it's something like that's coming into life just now and it's for the future. Oh, like it's a new species growing inside my brain. Yeah. It's going to like break open my skull one day and come and live. No, it's like you're advancing or something like you're (laughs) like a new human human i wonder but i have a feeling it's like some old thing from like a thousand years ago that we don't need anymore and now it's just like there i would love for people listening if there's one or two of you out there we're doctors uh scientists no just anyone i would love to hear some conspiracy theories about the spot on my brain what do you think it is what do you want it to be what are your hopes and wishes for it i just i want to know like what what do we think please um Okay, so I want to talk about, I went on this, well, I went on a wellness retreat, which sounds like I'm a crazy person. Um, I did this four-day, it's called the Ranch 4.0, where they they force wake you up at 5.30 a.m. You do a four-hour hike. Wait, but they force wake you up with the walkie-talkie, Yeah, they wake you up with the walkie-talkie. Who's the voice, man or woman? Uh, every day it's someone different. It's usually a woman. I prefer when it's a woman because it makes me feel like my mom is waking me up. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. It's very soothing. So you go away for four days. You do four-hour hikes, two hours of fitness classes, two an hour of stretch, an hour of yoga. They make you vegan, gluten-free, soy-free meals. It's like we keep calling me. Me and Dave keep calling it celebrity fat camp. Like it's exactly what it is. It's like fancy, mm-hmm. and like they for they they force you to do things. I was so bad. Like I could barely hang with everyone else there. Yeah, you texted me every night at the same time, and I was like, "Oh, they let you have your phone here. <laughs> this is yeah, you can have your phone, but only like a designated breaks." But so. Everyone that I was there with, I like fell in love with the group of people. And it was all people in their 40s, 50s, 60s who were in amazing shape, who were like type A successful CEOs, like people that I just never would have access to. Mm -hmm. People who were like early 50s and just retired (laughs) and just like having a ball. And um everyone did better than me and it was a little discouraging but it also really made me see like that i could do more than i thought i could and it was a good like health jump start for me to be like oh i need to force myself to hike basically i am really i learned that i'm really bad at forcing myself to do things Mm -hmm. and so it's helpful to have someone there to like push you i also feel like you're not as bad as you think you are at that because I've seen you, quote unquote, force yourself to do things. Maybe you don't call it forcing, but I know you've done things that are like annoying to you mm-hmm. or like an obstacle maybe for that day when you'd rather be at home. Mm-hmm. So I think we all need to forgive ourselves a little bit. That's one, one of the women there said that to me. She's like, I was 31 once. Like, don't be so hard on yourself. And I'm like, damn it. Like, I thought in your 20s, you were hard on yourself. And then in your 30s, you're cool. But I guess like I'm still. I feel like. My 30s have been like learning lessons and actually having them applied to my life quicker than in my 20s. Like I feel oh, like. Oh, yeah. Like I can see things in slower motion now. You pick it up on it faster. Like you, you're still learning the lessons, but you learn them quicker. Yeah. Like I can like I see the mistakes of like younger men in front of me and it like feels like slow motion. I'm like, oh, I know what's going to happen in three months because I've been there mm-hmm. four times already. Do you have an example? 
yeah i feel like i'll see relationships where like the guy's possessive of the girl oh yeah i see and, that a lot and like they'll text them all the time or they'll just show up to places and like they'll act super nice and sweet as a result mm -hmm. and like i feel like i can see through it now i'm like oh that guy's like they're gonna be broken up soon. right he thinks like by being nice he's gonna be treated nicely in return that's not like how anything works i feel like i'm on the reverse of that where i always thought i really wanted someone to be very possessive over me and mm -hmm. like obsessively text me like where are you and just need to know everything about me and now i'm like oh my god i was so wrong yeah i and i never found it because no one ever wanted to be that way with me. <laughs> but i'm so grateful because I was wrong. Mm -hmm. like I, that was a crazy idea that I thought was right and it was just completely wrong. Like, that's not what you want. You want... Independence. Independence is key for, I think, a lasting relationship, I would say. Never seeing each other, I feel like, is key for a lasting relationship. <laughs> Living like, in different cities. Yeah, just seeing each other at 8.30 p.m. <laughs> like, Yeah, like, here... The key we'll watch to one thing on Amazon Prime and then we're done one person lives in la and the other person lives in her childhood bedroom <laughs> with her parents that's the key <laughs> i think um sorry if today is just we're just recapping because it's been so long we're getting i feel bad because i feel like we were building momentum and now we're just getting back in the groove again so i'm sorry to the listeners of this head but look it's real we're keeping mm -hmm. it real because yeah. we don't know how else to do this <sighs> I feel like they want to know about your mental breakdown. I like didn't they, really have a mental breakdown. I know you keep not saying that. But you keep not saying down. You say, <laughs> oh, I had a mental break. And then we're all waiting for the duh. And, <laughs> and I'm like, oh, okay, we'll just call it that. It's, ha it's a little better. I had better. a mental pause. Like everything had to pause. <sighs> I was bummed that you were gone. Really? Talk, talk more about that. I like While you're that. you're on your phone. I'm just looking at my notes. No, I was legit bummed. Like, I, like, obviously, I have another job, and I just kind of hung out with those people more than I normally would. Mm -hmm. And I was like, God, what the fuck am I doing? Not that it's, like, wrong to do that, but, like, I did miss my, like, friend from 2009. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, we did have momentum coming into the new year and stuff. And then, like, I come back from Christmas in Houston, and I'm like, where's Esther? <laughs> and you're just not fucking here. So I just... You know, I hung with the dogs. It's nice to hear that because I just want to warn everyone, if you're thinking about running away from your life, be very prepared for no one to give a shit. Mm. Like, I stopped posting on Instagram. I basically wasn't really texting with anyone in LA because I wasn't around. And like, I it was actually nice that no one cared because I didn't have to answer to anyone and explain anything. But after three weeks of it, you're like, guys <laughs> guys like hey um does anyone miss me and i would just warn you if you're gonna run away like it's okay if no one cares because that happened to me but carl so that doesn't but people should know that too like like you're not the center of the universe like yeah if you like yeah like out of sight out of mind i always think of that like every week i'm like i have to see certain people because i just like i can't isolate like, like i want them to know who the fuck i am you think it's this big dramatic thing and then you're like no one cares and that's a good that's like a good reminder that mm -hmm. hey you're an adult be one it's humbling yeah in a healthy way can we do a questions and concerns segment yeah let me pull this up i'm drinking an oat draft latte today Let's we, start with concerns. We weren't allowed to drink coffee at our fat camp. Uh, Didn't you have any, some though? We, yeah, I did sneak coffee. Are we morning. allowed to talk about the rules you broke? <laughs> <laughs> I did over. break rule. I did get extra food also. Because I wasn't there to lose Did you weight. lose, maintain, I or gain one weight? pound. Okay, thank you. Thank I you. was not there to lose weight though. I was there to get in shape. I'm... <laughs> I'm over that like obsessive weight loss period in my life like i just want to get stronger i obviously i want to maintain my weight that's mm -hmm. all that's just like a fascinating like thought process i'm not there to lose weight i'm there to stay in shape <laughs> it's like hmm <laughs> are, they're not the same <laughs> i guess they're not they're not i uh and i do want to be clear that because everyone at the the uh, ranch was like i think i feel like people thought i didn't like it but i want to be clear i actually loved it and would love that i would love to go back they thought that there yeah because i do i complain and like i don't like hikes and stuff and i got extra food but i actually i i feel like i showed up i did it my way and i would like to do it again and do better the next time mm -hmm. but i just want to be clear like i loved it and being forced to do things you wouldn't normally do is 
it's almost like a luxury it's awesome mm. okay sorry questions and concerns all right we're gonna start with concerns i'm mm. cons oh. let me just remind okay. people the segment questions from fans listeners etc and then we get a concern from someone who knows me in my real life enough that they have my phone number is just the requirement all right here's a concern I'm concerned that you have a turbo version of manic depression, wherein your disposition changes severely every two hours. I, so this is like the depression, it's like a new version that's been unlocked. It's a spot on my brain. It's the, no, that's not the turbo button to this manic depression, but that is a concern from someone close to you. What is manic depression? When this is getting too real. <laughs> I think it's like, I think this person's concerned that you had your depressing like moments yeah. or like times like everyone does and that there's like a new level that's been unlocked Yeah, as your life has gotten bigger and you've gotten older. Like I, yeah, I think that's fair. I don't really, I mean, I see a therapist and I talk to them a great deal about if I should do medication and she was like no i don't see that for you mm -hmm. and i went in there like very open to it and have had now two therapists tell me that i don't need it and like so i kind of don't know where i'm at i know that i've never really been a sad person so i don't feel like i suffer from depression but i think like this person is saying like i definitely hit some form of it yeah. which i think was caused by my anxiety problem which i feel almost guilty talking about anxiety because it's like everyone online talks about how they have anxiety so it's not like interesting but i do have anxiety and i think I hear what that person is saying, but based on my therapists and like and me, I think my problem is really anxiety. And when it spiraled out, it caused whatever that is, maybe this new version of yeah. it, heightened version of what yeah. was normal. And I also had stopped seeing a therapist, and ha I had such a busy year where I like shot doll face prepped for my special obsessively shot my special edited my special like shot other elements for my special so it was like january to december mm -hmm. i was like fully packed and booked and then it like halfway through december i had this little free time mm -hmm. it's like when britney shaved her head like she was on tour for 10 years but you could call that the turbo version of her manic depression for sure okay i'm just saying i had my britney shave my head moment and I shaved and I went to Illinois and had pizza. Yeah. So. And look where she is now. Like she's, she's back. It's all good. And she's been back. She's fine. I don't know if that's true. Well, she's at planet Hollywood or she was. The shows have been canceled. There's no. Well, there's the Britney zone on third street. I didn't send you a picture of that while you were gone. Cause I was legit worried you'd have like insane <laughs> FOMO or something. <laughs> do you know about it though? I do. Okay. The Britney Spears pop up. I just, I couldn't send you a picture. It was too heartbreaking. Okay. So that concern is a little embarrassing and TMI, but whatever, we'll just leave it in because this is Esther Club and we have no choice. But I'm sane and I'm able-bodied and able-minded and I'm, I'm okay. I'm glad. I feel like the more I try to convince people I'm okay, the worse I look. I like I'm able-bodied. <laughs> it's okay if you weren't. All right. Here's another concern. I'm concerned that you don't actually know what your strengths are. Wow. There you go. That's that's a kind concern. Mm -hmm. Yep. That is really kind. I I think that when I dig in and like journal or like reflect, I can really find what my strengths are. Mm -hmm. But I think that my day-to-day -day, i'm not considering my strengths at all i'm not thinking about them I'm, it's not i'm only focusing on what are not my strengths um and like improving those because mm -hmm. i get too obsessed always every not day. always but a, li a little bit yeah i'm always like what can i do better um and i feel like i want to do better but i don't go about it the right way Look, I'm talking about a weakness when we're supposed to talk about this. You should flex your strengths sometimes to see what happens and I then do. go back to like give yourself that opportunity. You know what? I uh, I heard someone talking about while I was at 
the ranch because there's all these like super successful, kind, awesome people there. And I heard one of them, them talking about how they volunteered a hospital and what they do at this hospital. I almost when I heard her, I almost started crying because I was like, that is exactly what I want to do. And she said that she is like a liaison for families whose um who have a relative in surgery. Mm. And so like, let's say you have a, someone who's in surgery and you like want to check up on them. And then you ask the receptionist and like, I don't know, the nurse will come out. And then what this, if you are a liaison is you don't just say like, I don't know. Cause I fucking hate when receptionists are like, sorry, I can't help you. Um, you are like, you are kind to them. And you're like, mm-hmm. I don't know. Let me go check in. And yeah. I just felt like that triggered something within me of like, my strength would be like, no, let me go find out for mm-hmm. you. Like, cool. I want to speak up and get answers for people who can't. Mm. And I do feel like that is, I'm finding that that's something that like hits me in the right spot. Yeah. Now you can apply that to like other places besides a hospital, like that emotion of wanting to help people. Mm. Yeah. That's cool. I need to think of more ways to do that with that. Volunteer at my job and help dogs. Yeah. That's exactly, that's like what happens. That's like what volunteers do at what? work. They like help out customers because like I'm busy running oh, around. Oh, really? Yeah, I didn't like know it, you guys accepted volunteers. Oh yeah, we like really rely on them too. They help us out. Like if I don't have a volunteer that day, it like screws me over. I had no idea. Yeah, they're just people who hang out with the dogs in that area where you can adopt them. And you just tell customers like sign in and here's a dog if you want to pet one and things like that. But like I'm running around like doing like crazy stuff showing like, me it, around <laughs> i'm like giving meds to dogs things like that so it's like it, it is helpful and you get to meet like cool families like you're basically getting like a family or a couple or whatever like a new member of their family so it's like very emotional yeah. for them too so it is like very heartwarming like in giving back wow that volunteering is, was on my 2020 resolution list so that's something i'm going to be focusing on like unique ways not just because for me I don't want to just do like the blanket volunteering, like what you think of the standard volunteering is. Like, I don't want to build a house. Like, that's what I think of as volunteering. I'm like, oh, like I can't build- Habitat for Humanity. Yeah, I'm like, I cannot build somebody yeah, a them. house. <laughs> 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 I cannot build a house or a church. Like, I need to volunteer. <laughs> I need to know my strengths and use them in volunteer work. Oh, I like that. This I'm sorry. I'm I could not so... build a house either. I would be so bad there. I'd be drinking Gatorade or something. <laughs> I'd be the worst habitat I know. for humanity guy. I would be like, I have a stomachache <laughs> and a migraine. Um, here's my brain scan. They would say all these terms that I don't know, like like tools to go grab. Carlos, go grab that tool. I'd be like, which one is it? <laughs> They'd be like monkey wrench. I'd be like, I really don't know what we that is. We would slow down that for sure. I do that at work. I slow things down all the time like that. Mm-hmm. Like opening the storage unit took me like three months to figure out. Or like, I'd have to be like, Ryan, come help me. <laughs> it's too heavy. <laughs> Reminder for people who are just tuning in or don't know it. Carlos, uh, volunteer, Carlos, Carlos works. works at Vanderpump Dogs, which is a glamorous dog rescue. <laughs> it is that. Do you have questions? Yeah, let me pull them up. Is it too, it's 1145 AM. Is that too late to drink coffee? No. I wake up at 5.30 now and I go to bed at 9.30, though. I think you're fine. Okay. Yeah, I, I think you're fine. Just don't drink it like 12.30 if you, that's a concern for you. All right, here's a question. Here's like a here's a hard-hitting question. Oh, from, God. Uh, this has been so serious and dramatic. I feel like... All right, let's not do a no, serious one. just do it. No, we'll do it. No, chi- this can be the sad episode that makes everyone not want to listen to the show anymore. Let's just go all the way. All right. Dash of nerd. <laughs> no, he seems cool. He wants to know, is toxic masculinity in comedy still a major factor or do you see it in a decline with a younger generation? I don't know. I... I, I think there's a decline. Maybe. I really tend to only see what I have to see. So... <sighs> Like, if someone is, has toxic male energy around me, I just, like, walk away. Like, I just don't – I if I can. If I'm in the position where I can, I do. Obviously, sometimes you're in a working environment and you can't do that. But, like, when I think of comedy, that makes me just think of, like – Stand-up. Stand-up. Yeah, like the comedy store. So, you're not where... really, like, beholden to others. Mm. 
So if there's toxic male energy, I do not accept it into my life. I just would rather sit by myself. Um, and it is, there are definitely toxic males in comedy. Not a lot, I don't think. I guess it has less, definitely from 10 years ago to now, it's less. That's what I'm, yeah. I was because thinking. 10 years ago, I would show up at a comedy club and have like, like big comedians who I only knew of as like people to look up to and who hopefully one day I'll be get to be like them and they'd be like I had a dream about you last night and that was just like normal I'm like okay I didn't know what I was like ha ah. but now I'm a grown up and I'm like that's disgusting and don't say that that's a rough opening I yeah. had a dream about you last night yeah or like just a lot of stuff like that that was very normal and, and I don't know if it's if it happened I know it happens to me less now because I'm older and people know me and they, you know, they're not going to just do that to mm -hmm. me now. But I I hope that happens less to younger people who are just starting out. I assume it does, but I don't, it's hard to like measure that. Someone told me they had a dream about me. And then I said, what was the dream? And they just left it at that. And I've been thinking about it for months. That's disturbing. Like, don't fucking tell. I don't I agree. That's such bullshit. One, I do not want to hear about your dream. If you think someone wants to, this is like, everyone knows this. Don't talk to anyone about your dreams. They're so fucking stupid. They're dreams. They're And I think you're lying a little too. Yeah. Like, that didn't happen. <laughs> that, there's no way. Like my ex-mother-in-law said she could fly in her dreams. She was like very like, she was like an energy healer. Okay. Uh -huh. And I was like, she's not flying in her dreams. <laughs> All right. She's like, no, I really, I was like, there's no way you feel wind. <laughs> like, uh, like Also <laughs> like, that's embarrassing. Like, you dreamed about me? Like, bitch, you're obsessed with me. Like, go to therapy. You can dream about anything in the universe. Like, some people, like, make movies that change the world after they dream. But you just dreamt about Esther. <laughs> like, come on. I was 21 and, like, you know, I'm not going to... Whatever. I was chubby. Who cares? There's nothing wrong with being chubby. I was chubby. Leave me <laughs> alone. Oh, God. Is that offensive to say? That you were chubby? Yeah. What you if I get sued by chubby. myself in the past? <laughs> okay. I, I would sue too. 21-year-old me would sue 31-year-old me. <laughs> I would money. be first in line. I'd be like, I've got nothing. I'm 21. Do you have another question? Yeah. Suki Jones, she wants to know, who is your kindergarten crush and are you still in touch? No kindergarten crush, but I remember a boy had a crush on me and he gave me a ring one day and in i was kindergarten yeah i was so because you're like a kid you're like ew ew i was so grossed out and disturbed and it made me so uncomfortable that i like i was ashamed of it i took it home and i buried it in my parents backyard i buried it because i was like this can't exist this is so gross that's so funny you buried a present from a boy yeah like to hide it like, like actual buried not like deep in me maybe no also, you did like, that too i like dug into the dirt why didn't you just throw it away in a trash can why did you have to be so dramatic and bury it into mm, the earth good question like you gave it back to the earth you didn't just like throw it away you were like this goes back to like the most basic yeah. place. Maybe I just didn't even want to bring it into my home, you know? I did that with a porn video once. What? Like a VHS tape. A you kid had a VHS of porn? Yes. A oh kid my in my God. neighborhood gave me a VHS of porn and I didn't want to take it in my house. You buried it? No, I threw it over the fence and into the parking lot that was behind our house. See, that's a normal kid behavior because it's like we're afraid to bring them in the house because then the parent, you know. I was so nervous when we drove yeah. by it with my mom. I was like, <laughs> oh my God, the film's everywhere. <laughs> it, it was, she did not notice. It was like a city. You wouldn't have noticed it unless yeah. you threw it. Um, yeah. Yeah, I didn't really have crushes. I wasn't a big boy crazy little kid i'm sad that you were ashamed of a boy liking you i think that though that's like a normal child like thing because you know how guys are scared of girls they have cooties like it's like a cultural issue and not even your fault still it feels like deeply embedded into the culture of like where we're all from to be ashamed of anything romantic because it has associations with sex or something yeah it's it is it, it's it's uh it's really dark when you put it that way yeah, it is. 
so this episode continues. The dark episode. The dark darkness. <gasps> All right, let's pull up another question. Let's get a sad question here. Great. I'm okay. This is your minutely reminder that Esther is okay. And I feel like I'm doing PR and I'm like, invest. Like, she's fine. She's fine. Don't worry. No more <laughs> questions. Here's one. Uh, Tarch, S-T-A-N-T-O-N-T, wants to know, how many cavities have you had? A lot. I probably four or five, six. When was the last one? Not for a while. I had like a, a rough period with cavities where like I'd go to the dentist and there'd be like three. <laughs> a rough period. And since then, I have not had many because it's it gets just it's scary when you go and they're like, by the way, you have three cavities. You're disgusting. Yeah. It's, it's embarrassing. We can end on like, we don't have to end, but we can go into like, what do you have a taste for? Like we can talk like we don't have to get super depressing. Yeah. So because I was at that uh, camp where we ate really healthy, I really like wanted sushi really bad. And that was like a craving that was hitting me hard while I was there. And so I had sushi yesterday right when I got back. It was funny. We actually ran into another group of people that were at the camp mm -hmm. at the sushi restaurant. Like after it had ended, there's another there are other people wow. there. It was really cute. Um right Did now. Did you get any of their phone numbers? Are, yeah, Did we you are, do that camp thing? Yeah. Where, where you'll <laughs> We're say stay you'll in be touch. friends. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I like mean it still. Do you think they mean it? I kind of do. There is some people that were like, when you're in San Francisco, when you're in New York, like we want to hang out. And I was like, yeah. And there's one girl who was from LA. She she said she was gonna reach out to me, and I'm like, still waiting. If she doesn't, I will reach out to her. I'm not gonna be shy about it. Um, right now I'm full because I had a breakfast, whatever. But I am really looking. F I don't have a taste for anything, but I'm really looking forward to eating a big meal and like soon. Wow. Maybe Chipotle, like a Chipotle bowl with rice, beans, veggies both salsas the green or the medium and the mild lots of guac lots of lettuce like that just like that that rice i know Ugh. a carnitas burrito sounds so good from there now i'm like have to, probably might have to go to chipotle right after this but i chipotle is such a staple it's so good chipotle with a side of chips and guac that's what you're craving right now yeah what about you honestly uh -oh. i'm craving enchiladas from a specific place on Where? 3rd Street. Where? Called El Carmen. They have like really good enchiladas. They're just basic. They're not like crazy. They don't make you super full. And I've been craving super them. Super full? Like super gross full. Like, but you said full. Full. Full? Like like full. How do you say full? Say it. Full. full. You don't say full. How do you say it? Full. F full. F-U. Full. There are some words I can't say. Full. 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 A super full. I'm no. No, I say it full. Super full? Like you're a fool. That's just how I say it. Why? I don't know. Is that like a Texas thing? No, I think- This is such, this is like you people who like wish they had an identity. So they like say a word wrong and they're like, I just say it that way. There's no one's ever done that. Yeah, they, and I'm not doing that. <laughs> yeah, you are. No, I'm not. The what, explain I it. also can't say penguin right. I say penguin. You're doing the thing I just explained where you pretend No, you I'm can't not say pretending. Something. Why would I pretend to you have said a speech penguin impediment? Penguin just fine. Penguin? Ah! That's how I say penguin. You're faking it. I'm not faking I it. You're you calling me out for lying. <laughs> penguin. You know it's an E. We not hate an I. liars, so why would you pick I, on someone who hates liars too? Because it's I see it right in front of me clearly. I'm not why would I lie about not okay. knowing how to say Can penguin? You say, well, hold on. Hold on. What do you have a list of? What is this? Pencil. Pen. <laughs> now, who is? Hold on. <laughs> Pen fifteen. Who, I'm saying. Who? What is the founder of Goop's name? Gwyneth Paltrow. And what if you just said the first part of her name? <laughs> what would it be? It's like being at the eye doctor, and they make you <laughs> <laughs> Gwyneth. No, the first. Let's say, what do you think her friends call her? Gwen. Okay, so. My lord. <laughs> this is what? Pen. Then keep going. With, then what's Gwen's nickname? 
What's her nick? Oh, Pen Gwen. There we go. You can say Penguin. Wow, that was actually kind of fucking fascinating. <laughs> I, How did you do that off the top of your head? I have a gift. Penguin. Wait. Should I go back to school and become a teacher? No. Oh, okay. <laughs> Only do it catch me if you can style. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Will you help me fake degrees? I just want to, I'm like, what's wrong? I just is that what's going to happen next? Yes. You're going to go around. It's going to be catch me if you can. Because your fiance is Tom Hanks. I can totally move somewhere and start a life. Like, I know I can color my hair. Very few people will know who I am. It will not be an issue. I, I can do this. I just, I feel like it's a dangerous road to go down. Why? Impersonation. Like not being yourself, not being authentic. Like it's just like so much deeper than just like pretending to be someone in Tempe, Arizona. It's not like I'm pretending to be black like that one woman. Like I think it's pretty harmless. No, I mean. I'll be it's a not... Jewish fake me. Okay, but it still won't be you in your heart. Like you just need to be Esther. You don't have to be like, oh, I I used to live in Hollywood. Now I live in Yuma or wherever and I work in an ice cream shop. Yuma? <laughs> Like the movie 310 to Yuma? Yuma, it's off the 10 when you drive from Phoenix to LA. So it was close to I'm Tempe not gonna in go my to head. an old Western town. Although that sounds interesting. Like in Back to the Future, I do a Western Back version to the of Future me. 3 yeah. is now on Netflix. You know that. It is? Yes, it just came out like two days ago. They only have three, not one and two. Yeah, just three, but that's okay. Because I haven't seen three in so long. Yeah. Sometimes three is more fun to watch because you know it less because you watch it less and you're like, oh, mm -hmm. I get more out of like more fun out of it. So right now with two, I've been like overloaded for years. Like I can't yeah. really watch two. I'm almost ready to watch two again. But the what I remember that is fun about three is that the beginning is really fun because he like goes in the cave. Like there's just if you're. Oh, yeah. Back when he's like adjusting. Fan, yeah. Just watch the first 10 minutes of three and you'll be like, oh, this was really fun. This was fun. Um. <laughs> I okay. forgot what we were talking about. <laughs> Does it matter? This has been a time. Guys, if you're listening, I appreciate you. This is a very niche show. So <laughs> you are, you know, you found your place and it's at Esther Club and we appreciate that you're here and we're going to keep this going. Um, and I, uh, sorry that I, you know, had a mental break. Sorry that I have a spot on my brain. I would love to hear from you. What do you think the spot on my brain is about? If you're a doctor, great. If not, also great. No, not also great. <laughs> Preferred doctors. Conspiracy theories. Also, if you have um, skills at recreating or faking IDs and uh, deg college degrees and stuff like that, please be in touch. Mm -hmm. I'm looking to start a new life. Catch Forging transcripts. Yes. A forged transcript would be amazing. Um and I think that's it. I don't know when this is coming out because this podcast got delayed and is basically starting to feel like me and Carl's just play pretend podcast once a week. Yeah. Um, but <laughs> Dollface is coming back. Maybe this, by the time this comes out, Dollface season two will be out in November. So I hope you guys keep listening and we'll see you next time. And I thank you for being an Esther Club.